and welcome to the Record Celtic podcast. I'm Andy Barge and today I'm joined by the Daily Record Celtic blogger Jamie Flynn and possibly, if she turns up, the Daily Record's Kirsty Rorty. On the pod today we reflect on an excellent Celtic performance as Brendan Rodgers' men put a supposedly resurgent Rangers to the sword and we also assess how history will judge £20 million man Moussa Dembele's Celtic legacy. Jamie, it was a fantastic performance from Celtic on Sunday. How do you assess it? Uh, just, just, just what you said there, fantastic. I, I hate to say I told you so, but I was on this podcast uh, last week. It was was it last week? Yeah, with the the very capable Gordon Parks, um, and they had a suspicion that Rangers might do something. I, I was pretty confident all along that you know, although Celtic had a rocky period, they, Celtic are a quality product. Um, they're an established quality product. As Stephen Gerrard pointed out in his post-match comments, we're a team that have been through that fixture many, many times before. We're quality players and we know what we're doing. And I was confident that all those factors would build up eh, to produce the result that it produced. As far as domination goes, I, I genuinely think that was probably a more dominant performance in the 5-0 game in, in terms okay. of uh, standard, in terms of intensity. Um, if it wasn't for McGregor, if it wasn't for the woodwork, it probably would have been another 5-0. Well, on the park, it, it didn't reflect the chat leading up to the game about how Rangers have supposedly closed the gap, how Celtic have stagnated in the transfer mm. market, Rangers have improved. Do you feel it's too early to make that assertion, despite I, what happened on the park on Sunday? Aye, I w- I'll give Rangers that. You know, they've had, they can't really control the hype that, that goes about what, what, what goes about them. Um, they, they, they've signed a lot of players, they've spent a lot of money, and with that comes the expectation to do well. And it's beginning to look like they're sort of falling short of that in the league. You know, if it wasn't Steven Gerrard, if it wasn't Rangers, if Aberdeen went out and spent the money Aberdeen Rangers did and brought in the players Rangers did, or Hearts, you would expect them to be winning more games than they've been shown to win. But Rangers kind of control that. And it, it is early days. And you would expect, I say this, but you would expect that that Rangers team will only get better as they get used to playing with each other as Gerard starts to figure out whose strengths are what and what positions are what. And, and as the season goes on, you would expect them to get better. It will be a much closer encounter at Ibrooks next time. I think so. I mean, it couldn't have been... Rangers tactics puzzled me a wee bit. They sort of turned up and done what the likes of Hamilton and Livingston have done. Um, in the first half, for the first 20-odd minutes of the first half anyway, they, they seem to be pinging diagonals from Tavernier up to Lafferty. And uh, Lustig was winning those dead easily. Here comes Kirsty Rorty, later than an Alan McGregor flick out. <laughs> Hello? Sorry, Jamie, continue. Sorry, I was saying I... So the Rangers tactic at the beginning seemed to be pinging diagonals from Tavernier into, to Lafferty, um, which Michael Lustig tackled all day long. And then they tried different tactic by moving Lafferty inside. But So they never really tried to play any football, which surprised me. They sort of put in a performance that, that any other team with much less resources could have put in. Okay, and I feel that Rangers maybe didn't have as successful a game as they'd hoped because of the performance of Celtic's midfield. Kirsty, one of the standouts at the weekend was Olivier and Cham got the winning goal. He really dominated the midfield. How did you assess his performance in particular? Yeah, he was really impressive again. Um, An absolute star for us. Got the goal that he deserved. Um, And I think um, he's somebody that I'm so excited about for the future already, showing that he's just, you know, I am, as I say, an absolute star. So... Um, yeah, he had a really impressive game. He absolutely bossed it, and but like a lot of them, it did look pretty easy as well. 
He was one of many. Tierney was fantastic. I thought that Tom Rogic looked as graceful as ever. One that th there was a lot of scrutiny on leading up to the game was Dedrick Boyata. Jamie, he uh, he did really well. That's three clean sheets in three games for him since he was brought back into the team. Yeah, just just on Encham, I'd just like to take this opportunity to congratulate LV Encham and winning Player of the Year. Um, <laughs> because you're, I don't know who's going to take it off him if he keeps performances like this up. Boyata, you know, you, he's made a mistake and I think he now will admit that. And I think as Celtic fans, you have to give him the opportunity to make up for it. That's three games back, three clean sheets and arguably two man of the match performances and he was definitely one of the top performers again. Um, so he's, he's, going, he's going about it the right way. He seems to be getting his head down, concentrating on his work, which is the right way to do it. Forgive and forget, Kirsty. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I actually think that um, it's just incredible man management by Rodgers um, to welcome him back, take any of the emotion that fans have out of the situation. And what he's done is he's then fostered even a stronger bond with him that I think he'll get even more. Like It'll be so hard now to be disloyal mm. towards Rodgers after he has like publicly backed you, um, stood up and, and, and spoke about the, the ban. And I actually think that in itself was an act of disloyalty from, from the fans to so publicly criticise him. And it's probably backfired because mm -hmm. a lot of fans, I think, gave him sympathy after that and have wanted to see him stand up and come back into the fold, come out with big performances, be welcomed. And I think, yeah, he's, it's road to redemption and he's doing his bit and... Uh, I'm I'm happy that he's in there, and I think also Rogers would have done the same thing with Dembele as well. Yeah, that wouldn't have surprised me either. We'll touch on Dembele later on. Before we leave the chat about the Rangers game, it would be silly not to mention the performance of Willie Collum. It was uh, much. It's been much maligned, shall we say? Mm. We've just found out in the last hour or so that Al McGregor won't be facing any retrospective action for that flick out or kick out. How you perceive it against Christopher Ayer? There was also the potential foul in the lead-up to Celtic's goal. Anything stick out for you? I mean, as a fan, as someone who watches the game, you're well aware of what to expect when you see Willie Collum in a game. Willie Collum's performances, they gain a lot of criticism from football observers, and that seems to sort of embolden the positions of his, his, his bosses. But, but the fact of the matter is, for me, Willie Collum seems to react far too quickly. I'm trying to be constructive in my criticism here. He seems to react too quickly. He doesn't give himself a second to work out what happened. I think from the Scott Brown, you know, that wasn't a that that wasn't a bad tackle to begin with. And in my opinion, Lafferty dived. There wasn't much contact. There wasn't much contact at all. So to immediately his thought process there must have been, oh that Scott Brown's a hot head. I'm gonna have to book him to calm him down without even giving himself a second thought. Whereas you've got the likes of Morelis and Lafferty themselves, who got away with five or six niggly tackles before the before even a talking to happened. So it's this inconsistency that's difficult to deal with, as well as the bizarre decisions. Um, and just on the McGregor thing, as far as I understand it, that's a complete technicality. You can't retrospectively issue a yellow card. Um, but do you feel it should have been more at the time? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah it should have been more. It's... It's that's not part of the game. He didn't make any attempt to play the ball. He just lashed out, and that's I think twice in two weeks now. Because if I remember correctly, McGregor was he wasn't excited, but people pulled up something against the Motherwell player. When he, he fell down on Peter Hartley quite heavily. Yeah, so that's, so that's pressure, twice in yeah. two weeks. Um, but I think uh, you know what to expect now. Well, they call him. There's almost no point criticising the guy because it seems that the more criticism he gets, the more defence he gets. Kirsty, a decision that went in favour of Celtic um, was the alleged foul on Ryan Jack by Tom Rogic in the lead up to Encham's goal would you have understood if Colin gave a free kick for that? 
No, I've I seen it as a foul for us. I think he's completely leaning into him. Um, so, no, I wouldn't have. No. Jamie? No, never in a million years. And, and you know what, as a, as a Celtic fan, see if Steven Gerrard wants to watch that performance and the one takeaway he got, got from it is the referee should have gave a foul there, then I'm happy. I'm happy at that because all he's doing is just absorb, absorbing himself. All he's doing is absolving himself of criticism and his team. Whether it was a free kick or it wasn't, there was still 75 yards of the pitch to run up. His team weren't tracking back. His defenders were out of position. They just got beaten on the counter-attack. He was lucky to keep McGregor on the pitch, and he was maybe unlucky if that was a foul, but I don't think it was. I think Ejaria is the one that really has to take mm. responsibility for that goal. I'm sure he had Rogic within touching distance. The, the attack could have been stopped. So to say that the referee cost the goal when it was down at Celtic's penalty area, even though I believe it personally could have gone either way, it's a bit rich to say that the, f- the fault of the goal lies there. Yeah, 100%, I agree with Yeah, you. it's deflecting, isn't it, from Gerrard, and um, it's kind of classic, um, rather than looking inward at himself, he's just deflecting on the referees, it's, and, and Colm's an easy target, isn't he? I, I kind of worry a wee bit about Stephen Gerrard, and as much as, where does he go from here? First game in, he was mourning about the referees at Aberdeen, when they dropped points, now this is the fourth game in, he's mourning about referees again, you know, how, how do you roll that back? At what point do you say it was my fault? You know, um, he seems to be getting quite frustrated after such a short period of time um, and not identifying the team's feelings or his own feelings. We will not dwell on Rangers too much, otherwise we'll get no. called some names online, I'm sure. So, uh, Kirsty, <laughs> you're a, a massive fan of Moussa Dembele. I'm sure you're upset that he's he's gone. Yeah. Any sleepless nights? Yeah, um, initially it was it was a sh- it was a shock when I saw the way that it played out on social media. Um, I'd really like to see footballers and their agents stay off of social media. Um, I think it causes far too much trouble. Um, and I think initially when he set out that that tweet, the one about um, loyalty, I was thinking he's staying. That's great. And then it took such a twist um, towards the end. And I think other people grasped onto a lot earlier than I did. So I was like, yeah, brilliant. He's staying. No, it's going. Um, so I think he's he's. I think yeah, Sully does time with us here because when you actually boil it down, it's a season and a good season. And then injury started to creep in. Then even so, second season, bit of a write off if you ask me. I think he owed us a good season, a blistering season. This one, and he owed himself as well. So to facilitate that move and to to cause trouble online so hot on the back of Boyata I think was really really poor for him and then he scrambled after the event to get back into good graces and for me it's too little too late. Do you feel that his goal scoring exploits and the level of appreciation the fans had for him, if he hadn't been sold we're talking hypothetically here but if he hadn't been sold do you think there would have been a similar backlash from the fans the way that Dedrick Boyata received? I think it's a a difficult one to say, I think Ultimately, the Celtic fans will always back someone. I know, Kirsty, you sort of said that the banner was a bad idea. I mean, you've got to expect that. You know, you've got. To, I, I thought the banner it wasn't. It was quite. It wasn't very personal. It was to the point. Um, but I think from now on, that's it done and forgotten about with Boyata. Um, would Dembele have received the same treatment? I think so. I think Dembele would have received the same treatment, um, and then it just would have been up to him to work it back. But for me, he's completely tarnished his time at Celtic. You know. It, this isn't a one-way street. This people seem to think this Celtic buy players to move them on is a, a one-way street. It's not. It's 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 a mutually beneficial relationship. We took Musa Dembele from Fulham, I believe, who we were in the Championship at the time, 
And we gave him a Champions League platform. We gave him a platform in front of 60,000 fans. Brendan Rodgers made him a better player and Celtic gave him a bigger profile. And he used that to his advantage to move to Lyon. No, Brendan Rodgers said it. No promises were made to sell Moussa Dembele this summer. So if a bid comes in for Lyon and we see Moussa, you really need to do us a favour. It's the last day and we'll never replace you. Let's look again in January. Let's look again next year. You'll get your move, but you need to do us a favour. And he just goes, nah, you know what? I'm not even going to train. I'm not doing it. I'm going to create chaos to get this move. Then so be it. But as far as I'm concerned, he's tarnished everything he'd he done at Celtic. And best of luck to him at Lyon. You know, that's he got the move he wants, but he's far from the complete article. You know, in, in Lyon, I've got a history of having really good strikers and the French League's a tough league. Um, and if he wants to make a name there, he needs to play more football and spend less time on the treatment table. You mentioned replacement and there, no time to bring one in. Kirsty, do you feel that Celtic signed Edouard well in advance because they were fully expecting this to happen in this window? Mm, I don't I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say so because Brendan said, hasn't he, on a couple of occasions that he needs three strikers, he wants three. Yeah, I don't think they expected it to play out quite the way that it did and I don't think they were forward planning as much as that. Um, no. So you believe that they have been left without a replacement? They've been not, not blindsided. I'm sure they were expecting bids, but at the last hour. Yeah, Rogers even said that himself. Like, and, 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 and Moose has come out and said it as well, that they were waiting for a replacement for me. So I do believe that to be true. I mean, bids came in for Incham. As Brendan said, there was there was a big bid for Incham. We says we, Porto, was it? Yeah, we, we knocked that back and Cham's playing his football. You know, that, that, that's, that's what I mean by the one-way street. The bid came in from Leon. We rejected it because we didn't have a replacement and that should be the end of it as far as Moussa Dembele is concerned. They should go, oh, well, I'll play another six months of football and try and see if it can get a move then. You shouldn't down tools. And, and the, the stuff I was saying about Brendan Rodgers, you know, his agent or whomever was leaking to the press that we'd encouraged him for a move to Brighton and West Brom doesn't make any sense. You know, why would Brendan Rodgers be telling Moussa Dembele to move to Brighton but then tell him he kind of leave Celtic in the summer. It just it was it was it got it got quite ugly. We oh I will say is he would have I think run a mock at the weekend for sure. Mm-hmm. And the only other interest I'll now have in him is to see if he pulls up as much for Leon as he did for us. Because now I suspect there's been some extended periods on the treatment table from him. So I'm going to be looking at that, and that's my interest. And mm. barely done. D- does part of you feel that that maybe okay Brendan Rodgers perhaps didn't want to lose him, but the Celtic border Lowell have realised we might not get any more money for him than if we if we don't sell him now. Like this is this is maximum point of sale from our point of view. It's it's difficult to tell. I really do. I mean, I've only got Brendan's word to take on it, but I do believe that you know Celtic were prepared to keep the guy. Uh, I mean, look at Boyata. We kept Boyata because we didn't have a replacement. Now Boyata didn't cause as much of a stink as Dembele did, and he ended up staying. I think the only difference is Dembele completely down tools and basically says I'm never playing for you again. So mm-hmm. you're both saying that. Dembele's tarnished his memory. Yeah, he really has. What is your outstanding memory of them, though? Your favourite one? Well, this is why I'm so disappointed, because I genuinely believe that if Dembele stayed with us and continued the trajectory of improvement that he was showing, he would have been one of the greatest strikers that we'd seen at the club. You know, to come in, people forget how young he was when he came. He absolutely bossed games. He was streets ahead of of the competition, and he he was a quality product when he was on his game. Um, so my overriding memory of him is just that that sort of European Champions League level striker seeing one of those at, at Parkhead again because it's been a long time. A, a particular goal? Panenka against Rangers at Hamden. Kirsten? I agree. And, um, but I also think as well, yeah, I think the best was even yet to come from. I still think there was so much they had to do in a Celtic um, shirt and um, yeah, he had so much more potential and it's just a shame the way it's all played out. 
How much weaker, if that's what you believe, do you think Celtic are with just Edward and Griffiths? Well, I mean, there, there's no doubt we're weaker because how many goals did the belly score whilst he was here or even last season? If, if, if soccer base is to believe, be believed, 51 and 94. So, so did he score about 20 odd last season? 16 and 39. 16 and 30. So it's right away there's 16 goals out of the team that haven't been replaced f- for a start. But, you know, if you look at the squad as a pool of talent, taking Dembele out and not bringing anyone in, there's just no denying that that's, that, is, that is a weaker squad. There's a lot of talent that's just walked out the door there. It's that physicality and that link-up play and so that you're going to miss, but you've got a £9 million striker in Eduard. You know, I'm not too too concerned just now, um, and he has the potential maybe even to be even better. So, you know, you've still Griffiths there, you know, free-kick specialist, like, you know, an absolute super player as well. Busy B. Expect him to kick on, on after reaching 100. Yeah, and mm. this could be a prime... Because we've had so much debate about Dembele v Griffiths and I was always siding with Dembele. This is Griffiths' moment to run with this and stake his claim again and be like, no, it's me and I'm back and he's going to have so much more opportunity and I think he is really going to stand up and take it. It is definitely a, a big moment for Griffiths after, yeah. I'd say, a, maybe a season um, out of the focus. Another massive moment in the career of Yusuf Malumbu. I think that maybe caught everyone by surprise. Mm-hmm. Kirsty, how pleased or unhappy are you with that signing? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased. I think he's a good player. Again, wondering why um, and and me, we weren't sniffing around him. And as far as we can tell, Celtic have been alerted to this player rather than being banging right on it. But yeah, he's a good player, good addition. Looking forward to seeing him. Is he the sort of guy that you feel will be used in some of the Scottish Premiership matches after a European tie where Brown uh, is tired, maybe in champs picked up a knock, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, he's a body. He's a good player. We saw it last year, he sort of bossed it uh, against us, he bossed it and against a lot of the top four teams and as you say, you know, it's it gives Brown an opportunity to play less football, uh, which is something I brought up last week, you know, no one sort of identified the need to replace Brown because he is, he is getting on and he can't play football forever, so it's a body and it's a decent sign and, and it's someone we know that can cope with the SPFL, so it's, it's, a, so it's an okay, it's a five out of ten. Yeah. Worthwhile, but not explosive. Exactly. Yeah. And what about Benkovic, Kirsty? Do you know much about him, and would you expect him to be uh, partnered with Boyata at the back as a as a first choice centre back pairing? Yeah, I don't know too much about him. Um, to be completely honest, but I like the look of him. Good size, physical. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going to need to see him in, in games, but yeah, I do expect that he's going to be straight in there. Yeah. Do Do you think that'll be as part of a three with Ayer and Boyata, Jamie, or do you think it will be two? I think it's good. I think we're going to have to revert back to the two because we played the three at the back, but we played the two up front, which allowed us with the Dembele and Edward up front. But Brendan doesn't really seem to fancy Griffiths up front as a as a as a two pairing. Um, on Benkovic, I think it's ironic that we signed him because he's surplus to requirements at Leicester due to the fact that he was brought in as a contingency of them losing Harry Maguire, whereas we don't seem to contingency plan at all. We pick other people's contingency plans up. Um, but look, he's a, he's a quality player. We could never have afforded him. Um, and well, 13 million less than a month ago, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah and, his, and it, look, as much as Ayer does a job and he'll probably keep his place until he starts to make mistakes, he's not a fully born out centre half. And I would feel a lot more comfortable in the tougher matches with two qualified centre halves in there. 
Well, that's all from us. We'll be back next midweek with more news and analysis from all things Celtic. If you want to get in touch with us in the meantime to continue any debate, you can by tweeting us at record underscore sport or myself at Andy underscore Barge. And you can also contact Jamie and Kirsty on Twitter as well. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening. Thank you.